Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. Okay, folks, last night I went on a secret mission. It is true. And the thing about secret missions is you don't talk about them before you do them. You only talk about them afterward. Sometimes you never talk about them. But the fact of the matter is, because of my particular profession, uh, every single Halloween, I get invited to do at least about 50 different things. And they're all really cool things. And I wish that I could clone myself and, and do them all, but I can't. Uh, I also, on the other hand, really hate to have to you know, turn down invitations because you just know that whoever is uh, doing the event or the party or whatever is going to be like, yeah, that guy's a jackass, you know, just because you, you, you can't be at their event. And so, um, therefore, I, um, you know, I usually am uh, very particular about how uh, I publicize my Halloween schedule. So I started thinking uh, the night before Halloween, like, you know, what what do I really want to do this year? Because I have all these invitations for cool stuff, and I got an idea, and I'm not sure if it was a good idea or a bad idea, but I thought to myself, you know what? What if I just got back in touch with my roots and go trick-or-treating as a grown man? Like, what kind of a of a weird experience would that be? But, but try to pretend like I'm not a man. You know, don't make it obvious. Now, for those of you who don't know much about me, uh, I'm 41 years old. I'm six foot two, 215 pounds, with the voice of a demigod, and here I am trying to pass myself off, potentially, as a child, to get some candy, some free candy, which might be poisoned or have razor blades or God knows what. We've all heard the stories. But hey, it's free. On uh, on Halloween night, I mean, it, something appealed to me about the idea of trying to pull this off. So I said to Lauren, what do you think? And she said, yeah, that's a great idea. That would be fun, you know. And I said, okay, let's do this. Well, it turns out Lauren was intoxicated that night, and so... When we woke up Halloween Day, a totally different attitude. She's like, nah, uh, nah, nah, I'm not going to do that. I was like, what the hell? You know, you were all gone. She's like, nah, this is stupid. And as a matter of fact, she had gotten on the Internet, and she had looked up stories about other adults who had gone trick-or-treating and bad things that happened. She was like, you're probably going to get your ass beat. She said, she was like, this is not... This is not taken lightly. Um, she said that uh, people get very offended when you're an adult and you're out there taking their candy. And uh, she she said, you know, if you you might literally enrage some of these people, or 
sometimes the owner will just step out and, and squirt you with a water hose, you know. And I told her, I said, well, look, um, I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. I, I give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't think anybody's going to try to become violent with me uh, if they if they realize that I'm an adult. Uh, but I, I will tell you this, if they do, I'm not having that. You know, I'm not going to get my ass beat over this. You know, I will, I'll stand up and become a six foot two man again. And I will come in and be like, ah, you're not beating this ass. You know, I will, I will do what I have to do to defend myself. If somebody squirts me with a water hose, I'm not going to like that. Uh, I, but you know, maybe I will deserve that, but I will say, Hey, I'm going to remember this house trick or treat. So anyway, so she goes, you better really do a good job of trying to pretend that you're you're a kid. And I said, okay. Well, the first problem I have is my voice. So I started practicing how I was going to come up and, and do the trick-or-treat thing. And so uh, I was like, what do you think about this, Lauren? I was like, trick-or-treat! And she's like, no, that, that, nah, that's not working. That, you completely sound like a man trying to sound like a child. And I said, well, how about this one? Trick or treat. And she's like, no, it's the same thing. This is not, this is, does not sound like a child. It sounds like some creepy guy who's trying to sound like a child. And I was like, okay, well, what if I try for the complete opposite end of the spectrum and I just go for the most like horrible, demonic, like... Trick or treat, motherfucker! You know, and, like, and then they give me candy. I'm like, thank you. you know, is, is that is that going to be acceptable? She's like, that's probably going to be better than just doing that. Trick or treat. So now I'm, I'm not sure how to handle this, but you know, you know, one of my best friends has a voice that sounds. Well, some people call it angelic, but definitely youthful. Investigator Shelley Wright. Now, maybe you've listened to Speaking of Strange. You've heard Shelley Wright's voice. She owns Nevermore Mystical Arts in Asheville. And so I called Shelley, and I said, Shelley, uh, do you want to go trick-or-treating with me? And she said, oh, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. She goes, I trick-or-treated until I was in my 30s. I was like, all right. I, obviously, I have the right person. So, uh, the I, the plan was, Lauren was just going to be our driver, basically. Lauren was going to drive me and Shelly to a neighborhood where we would um, we would get out, donning our outfits, and go and do our best to blend in with children and and trick or treat just to just to get the feel of that experience again. So I realized that in my case, I especially needed to cover every possible inch of my body. So I went out and I bought a few extra supplies, and ultimately my costume was I was wearing uh, a black shirt. Black pants, black shoes, black 
cape, um, black gloves. I bought a black pillowcase <laughs> and cut the eye holes out and put it over my head. And then I had a devil mask that uh, was like a partial face mask that I put over top of that. I mean, it was actually very creepy looking. <laughs> And so I'm laughing because just this morning I uh, I put the, the pillowcase over my head and gave Lauren a, a good little jump when she wasn't expecting <laughs> So anyway, all right, I have every bit of my body covered, and I said to Shelly, look, the goal here is for you to do all the talking, for me to just stay silent. I hope I never have to use my voice at all. And she said, gotcha. Um, and I also figured, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to hunch down and, and try to make myself look as diminutive as possible. So the time came, it was about seven thirty, going on eight, uh, Halloween night, October 31st, Lauren, Shelley, and I are uh, in the uh, the SUV, and we we decided to drive to this neighborhood, this old money neighborhood in Asheville that was just absolutely perfect. I mean, the quintessential scene for all-American trick-or-treating. Like, literally, if you were going to shoot a movie about Halloween night in America, this would be where you would want to go and shoot this. I mean, big old grand houses, people with cool decorations everywhere, the street full of kids trick-or-treating. I mean, it, was, it just could not be a more perfect cookie-cutter, like, classic trick-or-treating Halloween neighborhood. So I said to Lauren, I was like, you sure you don't want to do this? She said, yeah, I'm sure. Now, here's another thing about trick-or-treating when you're in your 40s. Uh, I wear glasses. I don't like contacts. I do have contacts, but I don't wear them very often. I haven't worn them. I haven't probably worn contacts in like probably years. So I realized that when I had the, the little hood on with the glasses, it would fog my glasses up, and that made me feel you know, kind of claustrophobic and everything. So I said, you know what? I, I think I can pull this off without the glasses. So that means, however, that I'm not going to be able to see vividly what's happening. So I tell investigator Shelley right here, I said, Shelley, uh, I can't speak, or, or, or I prefer not to, and I... I really am not going to be able to see exactly what's going on. So I'm really relying a lot on you here to be my guy. She's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Okay. So we get out onto the street. I am hunching down. My six foot two frame is scrunched down as close as I can get to less than five feet. And the fact that I'm wearing this big, long black cloak is helping a lot. I think, I don't know. But it's got to be better than, you know. So we go walking down the street, and the street just flooded with kids in all kinds of costumes. And, of course, they have their parents with them. And uh, from my point of view, it seemed like we were doing okay. It wasn't like anybody was looking at us like, 
suspiciously like, oh my God, somebody has interloped into all this sacred experience. And so we we hobbled up the steps to the first big, nice house that had decorations all over it. And uh, they had a sign. They had like a little rope they put across their driveway and a sign uh, or their walkway. A sign that I believe said something like, you know, eh, sorry, we ran out of candy. You know, something like that. Like, well, that's a bust. All right, so fine. So that didn't work out. So we go back down the steps. But the next house had a big cluster of kids around it. So we're like, okay, this must be an active trick-or-treating location. So we went up, went to the other house, walked up these stairs, impressive staircase. Had to stand in line at this house to trick-or-treat. That's how popular this house was. So Shelly went up in front of me, and she said, Trick-or-treat. And the there was a lady who was sitting there with a big bowl of candy. And she was super nice, and she put some candy in Shelly's bag. And then I, I walked up, and I just opened my bag, and I didn't say anything. And she put, she, I, and, and she said something like, ooh, spooky, or like something like that. And then she put uh, candy in my bag, and then we turned around and, uh, you know, hobbled down the stairs. And then we took a right as if we were going to move down to another house. At that point, I said, hey, Shelly, let's sit down for a minute. And we, we we sat down on the side on the uh, there's like a little embankment there uh, with a concrete barrier on the sidewalk. We sat down and I was I said Shelly, my back is killing me. <laughs> Jeez, uh, my, I mean I tell you my lower back. Oh it, yeah, it was it was not good. I mean. I, I realized, okay, I've been in this position for maybe 10 minutes, and this is not, you know, this is not worth it. You know. And so I said, I think, uh, I don't I don't really want to, like, continue walking around like this. And she goes, well, we can say we've done it. I said, yes, we can say we've done it. And so at that point, I grew once again, into my fully erect form. Ah, such a relief. I tell you what, if you ever take for granted what it's like to have a straight, you know, spine, just hunch over for about 10 minutes. Ah, so anyway, I stood up straight. We walked back. We got in the car. Everything was cool. Everybody was nice. Nothing weird happened. Got in the car. And, of course, right off the bat, Lauren says, what'd you get? So here's what we got. Even though we visited two houses, only one of them actually had a lady who put candy. We received um, a little Reese's peanut butter cup. And I'm just going to tell you about both of our bags combined. Reese's peanut butter cup, which is awesome. Um, a Heath candy bar, awesome. Some chocolate Whoppers, awesome. Uh, 
um, Tootsie Rolls. I mean, like, <clears throat> we obviously went to the right house. This lady was not giving us uh, an apple. I mean, we, we got a nice little selection of candy. And so at that point, I said, you know what? Um, this was, we will call this a social experiment. That's one way of putting it. Another way of putting it is I just wanted to be a dipshit and, you know, go out and try to get some free candy. But, but, but really for me, it was more about like trying to, um, like relive that experience of being a kid and going into that environment. Like you just, you, you can't do it. I'm just going to tell you, you, you can't do it. When you, when you get to be in your forties, I mean, I, I'm sure that you're sitting there like, duh, duh. But, but no, you, you, you really can't. Uh, when you get to be in your forties and, uh, you're, I don't know, your, 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 your body is just not capable. I mean, if you're, if you're trying to pretend you're a kid, your body is really not capable of comfortably doing that. So, I had fun. I had an exciting experience. Uh, this it, it only took you know we'll say an hour total out of my life to get everything together and to go and do this. And I'm glad I did it. And it was it was one of those things I'll never forget because again the last time I went trick or treating was when I was a kid, as you would expect. So to go trick or treating as a 41 year old man was uh, was a rare and bizarre thing. Uh, but it, it, it shows you something about your memory of your youth and the reality of where you have gone and where you are in life, <laughs> for better or for worse. So what is the point of all this? Um, I guess the point is it's never really too late to go out and have fun on Halloween night. Because nobody beat my ass, nobody water hosed me, and uh, if I can get away with it as a 41-year-old, six foot two, 215-pound guy, anybody can. So uh, ultimately, people are good. On the other hand, I haven't eaten the candy yet, so I don't know. It might be poison. So if you never hear from me again, this will be you know my last testament. But if the if the candy's not poison. Everything went great. So I hope you had a fun one as well. Uh, this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. You can subscribe if you go to joshuapwarren.com and click the link at the top of the page. And I will talk to you again soon.